0: Welcome. My name is Tracy Cook and this is a podcast series, Victim to Victory. This series gives a voice to those that have overcome obstacles in all forms, that dare greatly to share their real stories. Amazing humans like our upcoming guest that have seen hope and risen above those adversities to become victorious, that are now the visionaries of tomorrow. And they go on to support empower and inspire others to do the same. So please subscribe, share, comment, and also check out our show notes for our Launch Brand and Market podcast course. Our guest tonight is an absolutely amazing, inspiring, intuitive guest, Deborah Marie Isis. Welcome to Victim to Victory.
1: Hello, Tracy. Lovely to be here. So honored to be here. I'm just I'm just loving the vibe already. We're just connected and just
0: sharing what you've been sharing with me about the community.
1: It's amazing. Sounds amazing.
0: Oh, thank you so much. We're so grateful to have you. Now, I want to let everyone know how amazing you are because you are a go-to intuitive empowerment coach great job title by the way for <laughs> soul led ambitious business people and entrepreneurs who are really ready to free free their mind and work in a different way and we're all looking for a bit of that and clients hire you quite um you're quite sought after to help them understand who they really are awaken their true potential way more than they believed was possible don't we need more of that in the world now not only that we have a superwoman here because Deborah is recognized as an intuitive master working with the quantum field of genius and I need that on a t-shirt by the way I love that (laughs) and as a pioneering thought leader Another T-shirt, trailblazer, <laughs> change maker, and she was intuitively gifted to create awakening horizons where she successfully leads others to grow to great heights, achieve their true potential, and be at the top of their game. I'm looking more so forward to this, Deborah, of hearing more of your story, how you started on this journey what you went through, and who the essence is of Deborah. Where does your story start? Wow. (laughs) You know, uh, there's so many places I could start, but actually what I
1: realised, it literally started in the womb. (laughs) Started in the womb. Um, And I think what I'm going to cover as I talk is something called the hero's journey. So I don't know, some people might be aware of it, some people might not. It was a a term um, coined by Joseph Campbell, um who was a a philosopher and researcher and he went all around the world and studied every modality around the world to find out what was the common thread between everybody in the world whatever religion spirituality nationality and he came up with this term the hero's journey that we're all on in life we're all come here we're born we go on our hero's journey and we go on lots of mini hero's journeys all the way through our life as well you know sort of nursery time could have been a hero's journey your primary school your high school um each year is a hero's journey. <laughs> my daughter's just finished school after college for two years so that'll be her next hero's journey so but what but what happens was um what happens is you know we we sort of we're born and what we call we're born of sovereignty we come well you know I believe through my own learnings over the last 25 years, you know we, we come from the ether, you know, we come from everything we are we one with everything there's everything's connected um but we're born into this like little, tiny cell and we're already limited and we we you know we we believe that, that that we're not this this amazing powerful person who we really are and something happens between the age of really conception and seven years old give me the child 0 to 7 and I'll you know I'll give you the man or the woman and um so my, my story really started when I, my, my, I was pregnant. My mum was pregnant with me, and my dad kicked my mum in the stomach while you know while while she was pregnant with me. I was in in the womb. I was floating around, all lovely. And um, I've been back to this sort of actual um, place a few times through different types of work that I've done. I've, I've, I'm a journey practitioner as well, and I I've been back through through you know through that sort of work. Um, but in that moment, that sort of concretized like my limiting beliefs, like oh my god, I, you know, he I, 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 doesn't love me, you know, my dad doesn't love me, I, I'm I'm I'm, less, I'm not worthy to be here, I don't deserve a place in the world, I'm just not good enough, and um, and then sort of carried on my life from there, and and sort of you know had um, I was very sporty, very competitive, I I, I I I was captain of everything, and that all comes from you know, now looking back me wanting to prove I was good enough all the time you know but but, but, it, but it was great you know I really enjoyed it but it's always about proving I was good enough was trying to win my dad's attention he wasn't there a lot either when I was younger so there's like oh and abandonment stuff going on <laughs> so in my teens I ended up with sort of anorexia bulimia you know self-image stuff um and But managed to, to get myself through that. Um, I actually went to the doctors and they just told me to get over myself at the time, you know, it's like, don't be silly, just get over yourself. So, and my sister was there for me and she was an amazing support. So I got through that, uh, went off to college, went, to, you know, found a career in, in the corporate world, um, worked my way up in that career until at the time, um, there was no women in management. It's quite a long time ago, but. Um, you know I'm I'm not staying here I can't I'm I'm moving you know I'm not being limited in that way decided to do something completely different ended up being a paramedic um, did some on the job training so you know my my life has been you know an adventure and a hero's journey and then I suppose the next pivotal point was um, I met met somebody and got married and got married to my husband Um, and then that that relationship broke down there was there was sort of lies involved there that hadn't been told and um and there of these lies were exposed so that sent me into quite a depression actually I haven't you know i never experienced depression in, in my life before and it sent me into a depression and I you know it's like there must be more to life than this what am I doing wrong something some things you know even though like one half of my life's running okay and I had this brilliant job as a paramedic that I loved and I enjoyed and um you know and I had friends but there was just just this you know this this other side and so again I, I you know I, I came back right I feel like these are like my little victim moments you know when I was a teenager and I felt like a victim and then I, I get divorced and I feel like a victim again but I bring myself back around um so at that time as well as as being a paramedic I, I also started my um searching journey searching you know who am I really what's this all about why am I here and, and trained in all sorts of modalities, you know, sort of um, Reiki and Reiki master and then NLP. And then, as, you know, I also did the journey work and I did lots of angel work, and which was all great. You know, it's all really, really helpful and helped me get back into being the victor again in my life rather than the victim. And. Um, and then I, I had another relationship, got married again. That ended up with like lies and deceit. And um and, and that one ended again back into victim mode, you know, like, oh my God, what am I doing wrong? What, what's going on here? Um and then moved on to like my third relationship, and all all the time, I you know I've moved from being a paramedic. I was I worked for social services. I was a social worker, and then when I was with my second husband, I trained um, as a, a teacher and t- tutor and lecturer at college, and so all that was going on in one part of my life. You know, to the outside world, it just looked like wow, Deborah's got everything. You know, she's amazingly successful. You've got everything materially. And just, you know, in, in this relationship with my husband, there was just something missing and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And it was, you know, just this thing where the truth wasn't being revealed to me. Again, that broke down back into victim, got myself back around again. <laughs> I was also a qualified counsellor and therapist. So You know, I was doing that work, which I loved. And then I went to work in schools with young people Um so, you know, all these jobs, it's, it's like I love those type of jobs. You know, I love working with people and, and 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 helping them and helping them overcome their challenges, which sort of, you know, helps me overcome mine. Um, and then and then move on to a, a new relationship a couple of years later um, where I have my daughter, which was amazing. You know, late in my life, 39, I, I didn't think I would have children, have a beautiful daughter. But that also put me into depression. I ended up with postnatal depression. So, um, you know, probably two years I uh, had postnatal depression. Um, and then I had um a, a suspect suspected brain hemorrhage at that time, just before my daughter was two. Um, I was trying to do everything. I was still trying to work, I was teaching, I was at marking till two in the morning, wasn't getting very much help from my father. Um, I was basically exhausted and I and I had this um. Suspect of brain hemorrhage, rushed into hospital. Five days flattening, like sort of the intensive care sort of department, to my back. And then at Christmas, like it actually let me out Christmas morning, and it, and and I sat up to leave hospital, and I projectile vomited all over the nurse, who, who was lovely. She was just so lovely. And but what they were saying was, we can't find anything. So um, you know, you have to leave this ward and you have to go home. But we know there's something wrong, but we don't know what it is. So that was a very challenging time um, and I was sort of not very well for about 12 months after that I was just felt like permanent felt really like permanently drunk I just felt dizzy like I could I lost my balance I, I felt queasy all the time and it, it turned out to be um, an infection in my brain lining um, that, that I only found out through a, a locum doctor I've been going to my doctor constantly saying I'm not I don't feel well and he just brushing me off going oh okay then bye (laughs) you know and this locum doctor came who who whose brother had had a brain hemorrhage and he researched everything about it so um he he just sat there and told me told me exactly what it was and oh my god such a relief such a
0: huge it's so funny that you can go to the same doctor you just brushed off and um, thank you very much for taking us through that journey with you as well because did you ever feel as though these patterns just they kept repeating and there was something there for you to discover or to yeah. know or a lesson to be learnt or another obstacle to overcome to get to something better? Yeah. And then yeah. you're going to this doctor all the time and you you finally get this kind of diagnosis, prognosis that must have just been life changing for you
1: oh it was it really really was and he, he offered me medication and i don't really do medication you know if i can find an alternative i will but i didn't even need it because i said i just now i know what it is i can handle it you know i, I he said it, it it sort of it damaged one of my inner ears so it took time for the other inner ear to to work for both both of them so it was just a time thing but once i knew that yeah it was like Gosh, somebody just knew somebody just sat there and told me exactly
0: what it was. It was, it was such a relief. Absolutely. We just want that answer sometimes, don't we? It's just yeah, I know something's wrong. Yeah. I just want to be able to deal with it. I just want to be able to do my own research, seek out some alternative therapies if that's what we're wishing, and just get on with it, knowing what's wrong with us. Yeah. Um, and I I can just I just know that so many people can relate to that because we know our, our own body more than anybody. So does that where where your intuition kind of draws in and things like that? Were you always kind of in tune with your body and your mind and not quite knowing, um, you know, where to kind of pivot or shift next? Were you always kind of really intuitive? Mm-hmm. You
1: know, I, prob- I probably was on some level because I think we all are on some level. You know, we we are, but I think we tend to ignore it. You know, really, we don't really trust it. We don't believe in it, and we 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 yeah, we, we sort of ignore it. So it, it it was just not long after that that. Um, I'd sort of done all these trainings. I was like, right, I'm going to get myself back, back up and, you know, back into life again and done all these trainings. I'm just not doing any more trainings. I've had enough. I've spent enough money. I spent thousands of pounds, you know, even though I'm relieved about this diagnosis, I just, I'm a bit lost. I don't know what I'm doing next. And then this opportunity came to come and watch um, a speaker in, in Manchester where I live, Uh, I live sort of close to Manchester in England. Um, And it was, Was like, oh, really? It's about intuition, talking about intuition. And it really triggered something in me. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going, not doing any more trainings. Absolutely not. (laughs) Anyway, you know, as you do, I went along. It absolutely spoke to my heart, resonated with my heart. And before I knew it, I'd signed up to do this training in London. and, and, and at the time, the 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 guy that was running the training, so this is about 11 years ago now, um, he did an intuitive read with me. And, and he, he, like, tunes into my greatness and sees who I really am. And he did. And I paid for this, paid for an intuitive read. And then um, well, if I was going on to do the training, I'd get the money back. So I thought, well, it's win-win, you know, I can't really lose. I haven't quite decided I was doing the training. So tuned in and he actually saw me, you get visions. When you work this way with intuition, they come in visions, like a picture speaks a thousand words. Um, And his vision of me was the Statue of Liberty. Oh, and I had it next to me a minute ago and I've just moved it. (laughs) Never mind. But um, yeah, and he he just saw me as this powerful woman, you know, with like standing with the light, standing for the light, the truth, leading others, being, you know, a beacon of light. And I certainly didn't feel like that at the time. You know, I I, I, I talk about Harry Potter. I was like, I was in my, a little house at the time after sort of recovering from this illness with my desk under the stairs, you know, and I just felt like Harry Potter. I'm a muggle. Who am I? Who is he talking about? Who's this, this? this you know, this blooming woman that is talking about? But I knew somewhere deep inside, you know, it, it really was me. So that prompted me to go and actually train in intuition. I did like three years back-to-back practically trainings um in something called the transformation at the time that's that's not running anymore but um and I absolutely loved it it changed my life it absolutely transformed my life it put me completely in my power I just felt empowered and and whereas I've done lots of other things in the past even so the law of traction and things like that that didn't work for me they might work for other people but um this was really getting results in my life. You you create something what 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 I've called now you call your land of dreams, and you intuitively create a vision. It comes through a shamanic journeying, and you have a vision. What for each year, each twelve months of like what would I love in my next twelve months, and you have this vision, and. Um, and it's called your land of dreams, and you create thirteen choices around it, and then you tune into these choices. It's sort of a, it's sort of a, it's like an intuitive goal setting, but it's but it comes from your heart and your higher self and your intuition, and that you know through doing that for myself and changing my own life, that's when I was intuitively guided to 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 start awakening horizons and 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 put it you know out to a, on a global scale. Like I have online trainings, and uh, I have a community, a MIT networks community Um, and just about to start a Facebook community as well to make it more accessible for people Um, called called Waking Your True Potential How to Be the Hero in Your Own Life Story so um, that's all
0: really really It It is such a hero's journey and Mm -hmm. to know that you've had those lived experiences and all of those professions and all of those learnings and, and the relationships and then the health and then the intuition and then letting your body and your mind and your spirit kind of guide you to where you need to be and now, you know, kind of investing and now teaching other people to really get in tune with themselves because we all know the last couple of years has been pretty crazy, right? Yeah. And we've re-evaluated and changed our perspective and our priorities have changed. So just yeah. to come back to ourselves is just so yeah. important at the moment. So the work you're doing is literally life-changing like you you said you know it it literally changes and saves lives perhaps as well and just to have that vision of a new world and be your own authentic self um it's just serving at just such a a high level and when we're in tune with ourselves and we're grateful and we actually become better people don't we yeah
1: absolutely yeah because we we you know you can like listen to your heart listen to your true self what you know what's going on and and also you're in tune with others you know as well because you understand you know you sort of work and train this way about our own limiting beliefs but then we understand other people's limiting beliefs as well and you you know have it can be more empathic with people and and it's it's all just you know it's completely focused on going for what you love whereas our identity that where i started like you know the first bit of our hero's journey is always just going to compensate for what we believe we, we were not and we haven't got you know if you've got a not good enough belief you're going to prove you're good enough if you feel unworthy you're always proving you're worthy if you're feeling powerless you're trying to prove you're powerless whereas this recognizes that it's always there that is always there in us but we you just acknowledge that and then go okay that's where i'm at but actually what would i love and then re-shift your focus and and just start going for what you love
0: Oh, I totally agree. We really fight sometimes for those limitations, don't we? <laughs> we absolutely do. We absolutely do.
1: Goodness
0: oh, goodness. I absolutely love that, Deborah. Your journey has just been um absolutely amazing. What kind of message would you like to leave the audience on today?
1: Yeah. I think it's I think it's, it's sort of just like knowing how powerful you are, you know. You just you've got to kind of keep remembering how powerful you are. And and our identities will tell us we're not. You know, there are two aspects to us we have our identity self and then I have what you know i call our genius self our, our higher self is who we really really are and you know our identity will just try and keep us limited and small and safe but we have this other side to us that is who we really really are i call it i amness um, but you know is who we really really are and just you know, in those times when we're feeling small or limited or scared or frightened, just to just to acknowledge that, that's okay because we all, you know we on human on a level and just know, but really, just remember how powerful you are and just you know, in, go into your heart and and follow what you love. you know but what would this is happening over here? but what would I really love? And your intuition will tell you, you know it will guide you. it will um it will if we just stop and listen. And, and and sort of tune into our to our heart space. Your intuition will guide us and tell us everything we need to know. So that just is remember great.
0: how powerful you really are. Listen to the power within and let it guide you. Thank you so much, Deborah. And thank you for being brave to share your story and take us on that journey with you as well of where you were, how you overcame, and how you're helping others within the world. You're so appreciated within the victim to victory community. And we'll be sharing where to connect with Deborah. If you're looking for some guidance, if you're looking for somebody to Teach you about being your higher self, please connect with Deborah and um, she'll be happy to mentor and guide you. And -hmm. you can find the Victim to Victory podcast on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. If you got value from today, and I know you did, please leave a supportive comment for Deborah. Go and follow her on her socials that we are actually providing for you as well. And check out the Launch Brand and Market podcast course. Because I want to leave you with a message of wear your story like a superhero cape and not an anchor. Thanks for joining us, Deborah. Thank you. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you. See you on the next episode.